Hell yeah. That's some good shit. Hi. So am I. I know you probably are too, because I know how you chill annoyance are. Today is January 9th, 2022. My name is Cole, and I am your host. Before we get into today's show, I wanted to make a few exciting announcements. You can enter to win a free Chillinoy t-shirt that's been autographed by cannabis legend Tommy Chong, who you might know from Cheech and Chong. We're giving away multiple t-shirts. It's completely free to enter and win. Just go to chillinoy.net slash chong for your chance to enter. We'll put that link in the podcast description. Be sure to enter to win before February 16th of 2022 because that's when we are drawing winners. We're giving away shirts of multiple sizes, so everybody has a chance to win. Be sure to enter sooner than later. On January 29th and 30th, Canifest will be coming to Chicago, and I'm very happy to announce that we are sponsoring and attending the event. If you'd like a chance to attend the event for free, we're giving away two free tickets to the event. Just go to chillinoynet slash Canifest. That's C-H-Illinois slash C-A-N-N-I-F-E-S-T. And uh, you can enter to win there. It's completely free to enter and win. Be sure to enter as soon as possible because we are drawing and con- we are drawing and contacting winners next Wednesday. Actually, that's this Wednesday, January 12th of 2022. To be absolutely clear, you can enter once and you can only win once. In other words, we're giving away two separate tickets to two separate individuals. If you're looking for a laugh, I'm happy to announce that we are uh, sponsoring some stand-up comedy events. The events are brought to you by Champaign-Urbana Comedy. As we've said multiple times in the past, we believe that cannabis and comedy go hand in hand. Come on out to a CU comedy show, get high with us, and laugh it up. There's a show coming up on Friday, January 14th, and that's in Westville at the Fireside Event Space. If you're interested in going, once again, That's in Westville, 8 p.m. on Friday, January 14th at the Fireside Event Space. You can purchase your tickets online at cucomedy.com and we'll paste the link to this event in the podcast description. If you're unable to attend the event in Westville, there are also some shows going on in Champaign-Urbana. On Saturday, January 22nd, Champaign-Urbana Comedy will be at Western Bowl. Doors open at 7.30 p.m. and the show starts at 8.30 p.m. You can come blaze it with us before the show, and it should be an awesome time. You can find tickets to this event on cucomedy.com as well, and as always, the link will be in the podcast description. Before we get into our pre-recorded conversation for today's episode, I wanted to share a message that has come to you from former President of the United States, Ronald Reagan, and his First Lady, Nancy Reagan. Nancy's joining me because the message this evening is not my message, but ours. Despite our best efforts, shortages of marijuana are now being reported. From the early days of our administration, Nancy has been using marijuana on a daily basis, and her personal observations and efforts have given her such dramatic insights that I wanted her to share them with you this evening. I yearn to find a way to help share the message that drugs open your eyes to life, to see it in the vivid colors that God gave us as a precious gift to his children. And drug abuse is not a crime. Drugs and excessive alcohol are used by former Attorney General Meese 
drugs to help us create love and hope and trust and confidence. Being friends to others is the best way of being friends to ourselves. It's up to us to change attitudes and just simply enjoy life to the fullest. And in the most important area, individual use, we see progress. The U.S. military has more than tripled the use of drugs among its personnel since 1980. Tonight, I can report to you that Vice President Bush spokes marijuana regularly. And there's one more thing. Nancy and I are hooked on heroin. Each of us was once strung out on several drugs. Here in the White House, drugs are a constant temptation, but we still have much to do. Our goal is to expand drug trafficking at all levels of government and in the private sector. Help us. All right, all jokes aside, that's just a funny video that, or a funny audio clip that I found on YouTube where they doctored a bunch of clips of Ronald Reagan's speech together. I thought you guys might get a laugh out of it, so I wanted to share it. Without further ado, here is our pre-recorded conversation with Patrick from Midwest Dazed. Let's spark it up. It's the end of the day. It, it's That's two good. minutes past 420. We're here. Just a few minutes late. Cheers, people. Welcome Cheers. to another episode of the Chillinor Podcast. Hey, Patrick. How are you today? Howdy, Howdy ho. I'm well. How are so, you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well, and I'm really excited for today's show um, because we're going to be talking about a lot of fun things all over the radar. So before we do that, though, tell our audience, please introduce yourself to our audience. What's up? Uh, I'm Patrick. Uh, you guys might know me on Instagram or YouTube as Midwest Days. I also have a Instagram page, uh, The Daily Ember, where I cover the random cannabis industry news and other stuff. But my Midwest Days account, you'll probably see me doing a lot of reviews and stuff. Uh, just different products from flour to concentrate. Uh, and yeah, that's usually what you'll probably see me and uh, be familiar with me about on there. Sweet. So folks, we'll throw some uh, like the handles and the links to the YouTube channel and stuff in the podcast description so that you can get there easily and check out all of the great content that Patrick is producing. And dude, you've been pumping it out lately. At, Jesus Christ, money bags. Like how can you afford all this cannabis? It's just I'm fucking with you. <laughs> he's like, you know, you know, you, you're right. I, I've been pumping it out though. I mean, since you saw my last Instagram account recently got deleted again, I'm on my fifth Instagram account now since they've been just disabling them within two years. Uh, so I think this last time I just was tired of it and was like, you know, we're, we're going to focus on a different platform. And that's, that's where I've been pumping out all the YouTube content you've been seeing lately. Uh, just trying something else out, seeing uh, how that paves the road for this year. Yeah, well, you're doing well. And I, I know a lot of, I've seen a lot of people commenting that they enjoy your reviews and I've watched a few of them and you've got great quality, not only like the video, but the voiceover is is amazing. So Appreciate keep up the great it. work. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Do you, um, are you, can I ask you this question? Cause you, I'm just curious, is that our audience probably doesn't. It's not that they don't care, but maybe if they're not creators of, of media, they may not care as much. Are you looking to find other platforms that are cannabis friendly? We've had to do it recently because 
we have videos that we've not even released on our YouTube channel that have been flagged for cannabis content. So I don't know. I don't even know how that happens. Like I've not. So, so, but that's wild door where we got to like figure out somebody that can host our content without taking, you know, taking it down, taking down all all of our hard work. I know that there's the weed tube, but like for social media, are you aware of any um, alternative solutions that that are actually good? There's weed tube. I've used weed tube. I like it. It's a little, I, there's some stuff they could add to it. I believe it. It's a newer platform, still some Mm -hmm. stuff they could, you know, add and tweak out. I like it. Uh, I can't remember that other one. There was like a Facebook weed. Oh yeah. It was like Canada something, wasn't it? I can't yeah, remember I can't. the name of it, but that was super that obviously funny. has not gone anywhere. If you can't remember the name of it, no. And uh, I thought I saw Leaf Fly and like someone teamed up recently to uh, produce a cannabis friendly platform, which I was curious about just to see. Yeah, because uh, that, that's all these guys are lacking is the proper funding uh, for these platforms for them to be able to thrive compared to Instagram and stuff like we all know. So. Uh, once someone gets the right funding, hopefully we'll see a weed friendly platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's well said. You know. Other than that, I've been, I don't know, Reddit seems to be a good LinkedIn is somewhere I've been really active on within the past year, uh, just because I found that to be super friendly and a good networking place for uh, the cannabis industry. Yeah. Hey, let's switch our videos off. I think we're uh, getting some connection issues as a result to it. Um, Sounds good. I've heard the same though that LinkedIn is uh, LinkedIn is is cannabis friendly for the most part. That people haven't yeah. had any issues. So, and that, yeah, that like so. If you're not on there, I don't know if you guys are on there at all. Um, not yet. But, yeah, I highly got it on our radar. In there, yeah, it, it's a good place to be uh if you're if people aren't on it i'd suggest hopping on it before that train you know is gone uh but yeah no linkedin very good place for networking and just talking and seeing what's going on across the country in the industry hell yeah so patrick i'm you know i'm trying to think of where to begin with you because there's so much that i'd like to speak with you about but i think maybe a good place that will allow us to kind of spider web, if you will, uh, to the rest of our points is, uh, how do you feel that I realize this is a very big question, but here's the floor. How do you feel that legal cannabis is going in Chilinoy? How do I feel? I feel, well, okay. If you're a very privileged and wealthy white person, legalized cannabis in Illinois is going fantastic for you. If you're the social equity applicants that are still waiting, it's going pretty shit, pretty shit in my short term view on that. Hell yeah. And what about for, um, so that's a great way. That's a great short way of, uh, you know, talking about like people and opportunity with regard to the industry. Um, yep. I guess in that same vein, you know, cause I've seen you fight for and talk about a lot, uh, working conditions. Um, can you tell us a little bit as a, as a professional in the cannabis industry, what it's like, uh, to work in the cannabis industry? What are some of the struggles you've faced? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, during the pandemic, the dispensaries were deemed, you know, essential workers. We were at a 
medical facility where I personally am at for uh, my job. Uh, so we saw that as, you know, being certified as, uh, since we're dealing with schedule one drugs uh, as a way uh, to be paid as pharmacists, which, you know, in negotiations and stuff for people who are in the process of unionizing, you'll see what wages people think are right where, um, you know, sorry, here, let me pause real fast here. First of all, just so everybody gets a basic feeling of the industry, basic wages for bud tenders in Illinois is about $14 to $16 an hour. And not all of those people are allowed to keep the tips that they receive at those locations. So that's where I would start off talking will be, yeah. So the wages is a big issue. when you see how much money these companies are generating and how much money the CEOs are, you know, bringing in profits for themselves, but how little they're giving back to the employees. Like we're told that we won't receive raises until they're done doing marketplace analysis, analysis, uh, analysis is, oh man, I can't talk. Um, Analysis. Yeah. Thank (laughs) you for that. My God, that was just not rolling off the tongue there. And those weren't brought up until locations started unionizing. So we didn't get offered to be listened to until locations started to go and unionize uh, because of the issues we're facing from the wages to poor benefits, not being having access to 401ks, to uh, companies not properly dealing with harassment from just verbal to sexual harassment from employees or from patients and uh, people coming into these dispensaries, little to nothing being done to that as well. Uh, And I I think those are big things going on within the industry that, you know, isn't getting a lot of focus. Yeah. Well, can I... I I know that was a big uh, word sale that I put out there. So feel free to dissect that however and i'll answer whatever you got sure so i mean let's just do it this way uh because it's a topic we've discussed on the show before and and we talked a little bit before uh the show like a week or so ago about union unionizing right and so let's just i don't know let me kind of like step back and let's get to where we are now a little bit because again it's been podcast it's been covered on our podcast before, so I'd hate to you know retread water. But for folks that don't know, like you just said, working conditions are not great, and so we've seen a trend in the cannabis industry for the for the dispensary workers and even cultivation workers. Um, the the working conditions are aren't great. We've seen a trend, slowly but surely, toward unionization. Um, you know, Patrick. One of the conversations we had recently, and this was always my wonder, like, have you seen, have you been talking to anybody in the industry that has unionized and are things looking better or, or what, what what is, yeah. So the people, I know some people at different locations that have unionized that are happy with the results of the process. And then I know some people that aren't so happy with the results of the process. And a lot of it is because of the turnover that happens with the people in uh, uh, part of the process of negotiations. Um, It's hard for people to keep people on the committee because during the negotiations part, these companies have really stepped up the process of doing write-ups 
and clamping down on getting rid of people. And, you know, that, that's what's drawn out, say, um, Cresco's um, contract when they were uh, first unionizing at the Joliet facility. Took forever there for that because they kept going through people for their uh, union committee. So that's a big thing you see um, uh, that people aren't happy with because they're not able to keep meeting the demands that they're looking for as a result of that. And that's really how the companies kind of come out winning and the companies frame it that uh, in these anti-union memes that these unions really work in favor of the companies. And you know, I, I see that as a way that they can frame it like that. Gotcha. So can you like get, give me more about if you can what people what you've heard that people like about the unionization and then maybe a little bit more i mean you just yeah. covered some about what they don't like but let's start with what the people that have gotten and gone through the process what 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 are the some of the good things you're hearing like yeah from them? so some people i mean a lot of these places got their wage increases they got guaranteed uh wage increases each year where beforehand it wasn't any guaranteed it was just oh we'll do an analysis see if you deserve a raise now you're a guaranteed raise, which was something really an issue with the industry with stagnant wages. Uh, and then they'd be hiring on new people above the people who've been there longer at a higher uh, rate than uh, them. So that never really made sense. So the seniority as well is something that these unions have brought into the workplace that uh, they are very happy with too. Uh, as well as access to 401k and better benefits for health care and um so forth gotcha so and uh, like it's been it's been good like yeah uh, yeah again i mean everybody has their own opinion on how the process went for their facility or dispensary uh you know but from the people that i have talked to most of them are happy with the results of local 881s uh unionizing Gotcha. And it, can you, sorry, I was good. One thing I wanted to, I'm just like high as hell. I had to figure out cause you talked about tips and that's one thing I've always been curious about, you know, um, is that something I don't want to get too deep into this. Uh, cause I do want to have you reiterate something for me just so that I can understand, but like, uh, tips are, has anybody successfully gotten that negotiated? Cause that's just crazy that you can't receive a tip so as far as i'm aware there's the one sunnyside location when they went through their negotiations they actually kept tipping out of the negotiations uh and uh, or the contract not the negotiations right and right. that kind of surprised me um but other than that i'm not aware of any other locations that after the unionization they won it directly but they also said when I was talking with the union and the lawyers there, they were saying that that's not normally an issue because legally the tips are property of the employee. And if they are being allowed to pull the tips, they should be allowed to split it up. Uh, and that was the issue because most of these places and dispensaries had a bowl for tips to be pulled into that were getting used for staff lunches or stuff like that uh, instead of being given to the employees. Just crazy. Yeah. And I'm Googling mm -hmm. it. I mean, I just Googled, can employers not allow tips? And the, and DOL... if the employees agree to 
pool the tips, then that's okay. But we never, uh, no location of ours, never agreed to do it. It was just one of those things where management put it into place. Gotcha. Okay. Anyways, didn't mean to get too deep into that. I just, I I just, I just, it's crazy to me that in like fucking America, I say that, but America, you know, it's not like we have the the most uh, colorful history. Um, But, uh, you know, but um, you'd think in America, you know, that you could be tipped for your services. Like, I don't know. I, whenever I hear stupid rules like that, I just hear Randy Marsh saying, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. You know? Yeah. So anyways, I, I just, I didn't mean to get too deep into the tips, but uh, can you tell me again? Uh, so health, sick leave, right? Yep. Family, t- uh, personal like time off. Case, pers- yep. Personal time off. Vacation time. 401ks that's that's 401k yep better classifications any like uh education or like anything any that's nothing i've seen yet it's something i'd like to see someone manage to get into their contracts uh i i think these uh i think this industry should have a lot more of a pull on that now that we're seeing different store chains like target uh offer to help um with their employees' tuitions. I don't see any reason that these uh, companies aren't able to help their own employees uh, better themselves and their Especially skill if it's like a cannabis certification. Exactly. Yeah. Something. And that's, that's what's crazy. You're seeing more colleges and stuff pop up with cannabis courses. And, you know, that's something they should be looking into. Yeah. So cool. Well, that's really good to hear for like the folks that have gotten that to work. Um, because like the, those types of things, personal leave, sick leave, is there like family leave? I don't, sorry if I'm getting too granular. Some but. places have family leave. Uh, I'm not sure about uh, all of them. Yeah, it can be tough because uh, yeah. it can, you know, differ from location to location. Exactly. That's how, they're, that's how they're playing the game. So, um, okay, we, we got, I, I mean, I think we talked about all the good things and those are great things, right? Um, yeah. Did we miss anything that if like that's, good that we didn't necessarily talk about i don't think so uh, union wise and all that from the industry i i do not believe cool so i want to talk about what are, you you alluded to it earlier some of the some of the negative things you know apparently uh what it's led to is correct me if what i'm saying is wrong i'm going to try to recap what you said earlier in case somebody got too stoned and forgot <laughs> um you know you're saying that because of what's come around and this structure that's been this disciplinary structure that comes in place oftentimes when you, you know, sign a union contract, it's like there's a disciplinary process usually. And that's actually one of the great things about uh, a lot of people say, a lot of people say it's a great thing about a union um, because it affords you the ability to like, you know, life is unpredictable, right? And yeah. so you shouldn't just be fired on the spot because you didn't show up one day. Hey, maybe you got in a car accident or something like that. Maybe something happened, right? And yeah. if something didn't happen, okay, let's have a conversation about it, a formal write-up, right? That whole, that's the general idea that you usually get into a union. And it's a nice safety net for, for you know, people that just, you know, life happens, right? Um, is there anything that you've heard like negative other than uh, people getting like really crazy about that? Because I'm sorry, I didn't finish recapping what you said. I just kind of jumped into my question. You said um, 
that supervisors have been crazy about writing people up and a lot of people have been there's been a lot of turnover because they're getting you know just like fucking writing people up for stupid shit getting them out the door or whatever yeah. right um so that's one negative thing sorry i wanted to make sure to complete the recap thought and make sure that it was accurate um is there anything else that like negative that you've heard about unionization let me just start with saying i don't mean to like ask a question and start but one of the things i've heard is that the person that comes in and talks to you and gets everybody to vote a lot of like it's not a consistent thing it could be anecdotal you could consider this anecdotal but what i've heard is that sometimes like you don't ever see that person again or whatever and yeah. i mean that happens right but like the fact that it's almost like some people the thing i guess to complete my thought and then i'll allow you to answer the question is the thing i've heard is people like just feel like once they sign the contract they're almost abandoned and they may have gotten some things but they don't really have representation on everything they need but they don't even know how to get a hold of anybody anymore um yeah what are some negative uh, things you heard i sorry i that was a bad way of asking questions. no I got, you're, I you're get good i mean we so i was in contact with the person that the organizer i worked with for about three years now uh and uh after the vote here um all of a sudden we got a little silence uh actually um from them and uh you know we were told there was a vacation they were on vacation then the next week we we're told oh they they parted ways and then it was a silence didn't get any contact information for the new organizer uh so actually that's kind of what happened to us recently and um negotiations start tomorrow uh for us on the sixth uh okay. so um yeah so that something that seems to actually happen um i i can see that being a thing that could also affect people going into negotiations because uh it's kind of hard to be ready and know what's going on if you don't have good communication yeah that's my only worry i'm really not trying to knock anybody specific no. there's a few there's a few unions at in uh, evolved we've mentioned ufcw i think it's only fair that we mentioned teamsters as well mm -hmm. i don't are you aware of anybody else just so that we can be fair uh, mention that's the yeah uh, teamsters and ufcw are the only ones i'm aware of in illinois currently yeah trying. So, so just consistently i've heard that people will sign up with teamsters or ufcw and then they are just they first of all they yeah, I just don't hear good things. No, I've yeah, not I've, heard, I've, I've not heard, heard a lot of thing good about things. the Teamsters. And, and so. I've had bad interactions with some Teamsters. Like, I don't know if they're, they're social media people or whatever, but there's some decent accounts that came in and just were bashing the UFCW on some posts right off the bat, trying to get mm. people to like them. And I'm like, that's not how you do it. Yeah, so that's that's my only thing is that I just wonder if, are these unions the right unions? But it's like, I, I don't right. really know of any others, you know? It, but, well, and that's the thing, like, should we just be forming, should the cannabis workers be forming their own union from the ground up? Is that the answer, you know? I'm starting to think it is. If you, That's yeah. kind of where I was leading us. I, that's I honestly, think it is, I, honestly. I try not to start off with things like that, but yeah, I think that's, you know, because yeah. they're really pigeonholing you in to this and i mean that's what happens they bring in some new people to be the spurs and go around to other locations and organize and then they'll get those to organize and then they'll pull them out and disappear and it's just the same thing you know 
Yeah, I want to be clear, and I also want to give, if anybody from UFCW or Teamsters is listening right now and wants to, like, correct the record, feel free to send us something or, or come on the podcast. We can have yeah. nuanced conversations about things, but, uh, you know, uh, I just, yeah, I, I what I meant by pigeonholing, sorry, um, is that, you know, UFCW, United Food Workers, and I think they yeah. added the C for cannabis, is that it? Is that the C or am I wrong? Commercial. Wait a minute. Commercial. United Food Commercial Workers. See, that's how much I know about the fucking FCW. See, so folks, if I'm not, I'm just telling you what I've heard. And again, anybody from UFCW or Teamsters can come on and speak, whatever, what, you know, if they want to correct the record, if they feel like I'm mischaracterizing them. Um, My thing is these are all like food unions and not really. I'm, I don't know. I just, I see some in, uh, similarities because I've been one to argue that cannabis is a agricultural commodity, you know, it's yeah. just like corn and tomatoes, but at the same time, um, if, if, if you guys are trying to make a living, it's like, I almost wonder if, if the, yeah, if, if, if that's not the case, if that's not the problem, like you say, we need yeah, a cannabis. Not, I, I've talked to a few other workers that feel like that should be a thing that happens in the future here um that there should be a cannabis union that is solely for cannabis workers and not a branch of another union um you know uh so it's just solely based with the legal team and everything that is experienced in the cannabis industry and not trying to figure out what's going on in the cannabis industry Again, not bashing any of the unions out there working and stuff. The ones that are out there, we're, we're joining them because they're the ones that have contracts and are out there doing the work for the workers right now, you know, so it's the options we have. Hell yeah. Well said. Um, cool. Well, I, any other topics? I want to talk about how you got into um, creating media and everything else, really peel back the page, maybe talk about things you I don't know if you've ever talked about things like that before with, with anybody, but um, before I do that, I I wanted to dive headfirst into some cannabis talk for, for folks that, for folks that like that stuff, you know? So um, can you think of anything else uh, like with regard to what's going on in the industry right now or what's coming up uh, that, that you have any thoughts or that you'd like to talk about? Like, Stay away from moldy weed in Illinois. I, that's that's my main concern for 2022 is just <laughs> stay away from moldy weed. Yeah, I think we're going to be talking, uh, folks. We've we've not we've mentioned it on the show. We've not done like a deep dive on it yet because, I, as I always say, um, I am just somebody who reads things. I don't write this material. Uh, so we're going to bring on the folks that yeah wrote those articles. Uh, I'm trying to think of the headline right now. It's like. Uh, mold, if you Google moldy weed, Illinois, let's just try that. Right. One time I just Googled mold and it popped up. Oh yeah. Google mold. So the headline is what's in Illinois legal weed, sometimes contaminants, sometimes testing fines. And it's an article written by Stephanie Zimmerman and Tom Shuba. Oh, okay. So just saying that, so we'll put, throw it in the podcast description folks if you want to read more about it um and we'll be doing a a super deep dive with tom and stephanie whenever stephanie gets off vacation i think next week or in the future whenever she's available but yeah what did you think about those i just wanted to lead off so if people wanted to read it while we're talking about it 
what did you think about that shit man were you surprised were you like i was so i was when i saw all the ones that like failed and pat like the whole grid showing the fail and pass i was i I expected some to fail but the amount that failed kind of did shock me uh with how regulated uh air quotes uh the illinois industry is Uh, i think that kind of showed the hole we have in the regulation and the testing in the state um and how we need to like key in more on that absolutely absolutely it was just crazy and um it's something that i'd like to see more of you know go ahead no no, i I was just gonna say it is someone you know that works in the industry when you have patients telling you that stuff smells moldy and stuff and you can't really do anything you know then you see articles like this you're like well shit where people being you know honest when they're saying stuff smell like mold like so yeah it's just something that's hard in the industry when you hear stuff going on and then you see stuff in reddit people talking about uh lot numbers being moldy and stuff you're you know seeing uh like crc blasted concentrates that are off uh and you can't get a refund in illinois most of the time it's hard to get stuff replaced so i I don't know that that's just when you see that article it uh makes you lose faith in the illinois industry but yet the numbers keep going up yeah i think the most shocking thing is the fact that there's not really a mechanism for doing a recall and the state also doesn't really yeah, there's just nothing. They don't nothing force there. anything for the recall. They they just yeah. leave it on the companies. They're like, they ah. leave it on the c- companies, and then the companies, as they have, they've chosen to, you know, uh, contact a dispensary about it, and they can make the choice from there. So I've even heard, and uh, look, it's, you know, I maybe you've heard this too, but I've heard that people will just sell that for cheaper, um, or you know, destroy the product, which is the fucking yep. thing you should do right yeah i agree they they should be destroying that product yeah i I, there's some stuff where i've got it sometimes where i've seen it super cheap and then i read that i'm like maybe that's what was up with that skew i wish i would have saved the label on that one to check the numbers and stuff yeah so when i said earlier just to be clear i said i just realized it could have been taken the wrong way (laughs) i I said i want to i want to see more of that i don't mean to i don't want to see more more moldy weed yeah more moldy weed (laughs) i want to see more of uh you know, kind of a check and balance to the testing. Like, like one thing that we shared a, quite a while ago that that still hasn't happened in Illinois that ha- I believe is happening still in Colorado. They've changed the regulations so that you um, have to test the aerosol from a vape pen instead of just the the raw solution, right? Yeah. The idea being that the raw solution is not the same as the heated vaporized nope. product, right? Yeah. And the other thing is, the other thing is, as we've, as we've shared, and it's just stuff we see online. It's not like we came up with the content people very clear. We try to, we try to cite people when we can, or at least show where it's from. But um, I can't remember who shared if I saw it on Reddit or what, but um, somebody tested aerosol and they were getting heavy metals in it. So I think that's something they do in Colorado as well. They make sure that the cartridge itself is not leaking metals into the, you know, the oil because the oil could be clean. Right. But you put it into the cartridge and it's a different story when it's inhaled. Right. So, yeah, not that. I think I remember seeing that post. If you guys shared it, uh, there's either when you guys shared it or also on the 
IL Trees Reddit, but pretty sure yeah. I saw it on IG. But yeah, yeah, that's good. I, I agree. I wish more states with legal weed were doing that as well. That's something that should be getting tested. Uh, yeah. Something not many people, I'm sure, were thinking about originally. In that vein, here's a good thing to talk about. Um, you know, as far as like, that's a good thing, right? Let's talk about some of the bad things that are going on just really quick before we yeah. start talking. And you're good on time and stuff, man. Oh, we're good. Cool. Um, like some of the bad things that I think are going on in the industry some of them, like they may be well-intentioned or whatever, but they just like, they're ill and they're ill-informed in my opinion. So, um, like limits on THC percentage, um, the, the, in Colorado, actually, um, they have to, uh, I, I think it's beginning this year, um, 2022, uh, they have to sell, or maybe it started last year, whatever the case they have to sell concentrate with a little picture card. It comes with a little card and it shows you the serving size and a bunch of warnings and Google it people. It's pretty crazy. Actually, some like, I don't mean to say it's crazy, but it's just when you consider that you're forced to take that with a product, a cannabis product, but then you can buy Everclear and there's no instructions that Mm -hmm. say, Hey, by the way, if you just drank this out of the bottle, you're going to fucking die. Like everybody knows hopefully people know that you shouldn't just drink Everclear, don't, right? It's don't do it. If maybe, not, here's maybe your PSA. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's bad to assume things, but if you didn't know that already, folks don't just drink Everclear, but it's not like when you buy Everclear, I'm sure there's a warning on the bottle, but it's not like they hand you a fucking pamphlet. Like, by the way, since you're buying this, here are all the dangers about the product you're consuming. And I'm not, I'm not even saying that that's a bad thing to like, to be honest about, if it, you know, sorry, I, it, it's just, it's just, I'm trying to point out that there's like, I feel like a hip, hypocrisy with the way that we're approaching cannabis. Like, are we really oh going to pretend there really that it's, is, though. That, it's that mean, dangerous, you know? I, I think it's insane how much we make it seem that cannabis is more dangerous than alcohol and stuff. Uh, and the state's still supporting this idea and promoting it, you know. Uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with making sure that the consumers are informed, but there's a point where it's like, is this needed or is this a waste of money, you know, and, you know, and there's no point. There's different ways to approach it instead of more content like that. Uh, You know, I don't know. I I, I see what you're saying, though. Yeah, I like it's just, it's just a weird, a weird thing. Cause, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm stoned. So I lost. No, I, lost I remember I when I was on. in Colorado, there was the one commercial. I was just watching TV and there's this commercial. There was a mob walking around her house in the kitchen and she's just over the camera. She's like, now remember if they can get there, if you can get there, so can they. And it's a mom opening up a cabinet up in the kitchen and their kids like, hide it in the cabinet where the stash jar used to be <laughs> and i was like oh man <laughs> i was like we need some more psas like these uh yeah scare the shit out of you <laughs> yeah i was like oh what up little timmy's up in the in the kitchen with your stash jar yeah well god damn it i i hate when i i i uh had another um another thought for you on this but 
that commercial totally threw me for a loop. I cannot believe somebody pr- produced a commercial like that. that oh, I got to find crazy. it on YouTube if it's still, if I can. Because, yeah, it, it was that one time I was out there. I was like, what is this? That's interesting. So, yeah, the, the, the THC percentages, I don't know. I just don't, um, I don't totally get it. Yeah, and then like, they the kept point? the possession or the daily purchase limit for concentrates and stuff out there too. Did that go into effect this year, or was that already in effect? I believe it went into effect last year. Um, and yeah, that's what. So what they did was they capped it actually for medical patients, which is interesting. So, um, they. So medical patients used to in Colorado used to be able to purchase. Like, I don't even know what the limit was, but I know for sure that they were selling ounces of, of wax. Like, and I was like blown away at the prices. They were like 300 bucks an ounce. You know what I mean? Pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure on medical in Colorado, it's like 300 bucks an ounce or so, maybe 400, but I could be wrong. I was stoned. It was a long time ago. Anyways, though, nowadays with, with whatever, what, with what we're talking about, you're absolutely right. They're limited to eight grams now, which is the same, by the way, as the adult use limit. And guess what? Adult use, like, you're not tracked. You're you're not. Um, yeah. So so you, so your eight gram limit is just uh, per purchase, right? But when you volunteer that medical information, it goes into a traceability system, and they're going to hold you to that eight gram limit. Um, I don't know if it's a day or, or what the limit is. Honestly. I thought what I read it was a day. I thought it was like the, the, each day you could only buy that many grams. It's just why I was like, why okay, that's not. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, why limit it at all? But I was at at the same time, I was like, yeah, why limit it at all? Especially if you're doing it just for a day. Like, what's yeah. the point? That's always been the weird thing too. Yeah, because uh, I believe that's the deal with medical. In Colorado, they'd be limited per day, and they—that's a hard limit. Like it didn't matter where you went in the state because it's, you know, your medical card yeah. is—it's going to show your, your allotment. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's just that's that's another thing that I wanted to uh, talk about. One of the negative things I think that it's going on in the cannabis industry. You reminded me of it. It's the double standard of, um, of like if you're using cannabis, so like. For example, and it's in that vein of like, so medical patients are an interesting situation because you like volunteer to put your name in a cannabis tracing system, right? That's generally how it goes, like in Illinois and in Colorado. And I'm not sure exactly all states. I know for some states there aren't. Like I think in the early days of California, there wasn't. Like I don't even know that there immediately was a retail model in california for for certain and if it was actually i believe there was but it just what it did not resemble what you see today folks you can look, go back and look at the footage i believe it was in 1996 when california when california did it i might be wrong on that but that's off the top of my head anyways that you know we're talking about volunteering into like a traceability system and what what does that what does that mean and what what does that cause you so first of all you're held 
to those limits, which is interesting because mm-hmm. if you if you simply don't volunteer for that system, then you're not held to those limits. You're just held to those limits per purchase. The other thing that's interesting, and you've heard about it, um, we've talked about it a little bit, the, the whole idea of firearms and, and the confusion around mm-hmm. cannabis and medical medical patients. It's just a shame that like, I'm not even trying to make a pro like a pro gun statement, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, I am just saying that if we want to like treat things equally, you know, um, if you use, if you use alcohol occasionally, if you use any uh, number of drugs occasionally, that doesn't limit you from purchasing a firearm. Meanwhile, if you, you know, work with your doctor to get a medical cannabis card. We've heard in certain situations. I know you've, you've heard about different situations. We, yeah. we talked about this, but we've, I mean, we had it on our subreddit. Dr. Lee posted a, a note that a patient received and I don't believe they indicated. Yes. I believe they indicated no, which I, some people say is technically a lie. And, and some people say that Illinois state police like flag the purchase. I think that's just, it's crazy that, 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 that yeah that's happen. crazy how much is doing that just over a medical cannabis card yeah and I, I guess just the final thought on that because we posted a photo um on our instagram quite a while ago of a, a guy standing in a field this was like a long time ago i kind of want to go back and find it a guy standing in a tobacco field uh holding like a an assault right a, a rifle and um he had like an open pack of like alcohol in the back and clearly like an open beer on the thing. But this is on like a cover of a magazine or something. And it was just like totally normal. And I was just, I was just thinking if, if this person, this the same exact picture, right. Except he's in a cannabis field and he's got a truck full of like, I don't know, bags of weed. And there's like one joint that he's got in his hand that it's like clearly like smoking, like it would, or in his mouth. It, I feel like it would just be a different picture. Like people wouldn't react, like just be so comfortable with it. They'd be like, you know? hmm. like we, like we probably wouldn't look past it. Like it, it'd be a fucking nah. cool photo. In fact, <laughs> that'd be, yeah, that'd be we'd awesome, be like, right? oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah, that dude's a badass. Nice feel, right. man. Nice gun. I hope that joint's nah. good. But anyways, uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I think of the double standard, and I just think it's kind of crazy. But I'm just rambling. <laughs> no i i agree though i mean it is it's it's a crazy double standard out there with cannabis and just alcohol and other things i mean that like you said it's it's crazy it's too much because it's not as dangerous as they're trying to make it out to be while they're also trying to spread awareness of it so it gives people a mixed picture i feel like for sure that don't know where they stand on it to clarify yeah yeah so, well, um, I'm all cannabis talked out, man, unless, unless you got any other thoughts that, that spurred up from that oh. little conversation. I want to talk Patrick. Yeah, no, I, I think I got it all out. Cool, man. Cool. Well, thanks again, by the way, for taking the time to do the show. It's a pleasure yeah, to sit dude, down and talk time. to you. It's, it's good to be here. Yeah. And again, folks, uh, if you're looking to check out Patrick's uh, content, we've got links in the podcast description. Uh, we threw that link to the chicago sun times article we were talking about um man and yeah so check it all out um patrick tell me like how'd you uh how'd you start doing this man 
So this I started uh, the like daily producing underpage. media and stuff. Yeah, yeah. the daily underpage uh, was what I first started up. Um, that was back in 2015 during the elections. And uh, it was originally like a political news page. I got my YouTube page still up. I archived a bunch of the podcasts that were up uh, on Spotify and everything too. Um, but that just started up because back in school, I liked history. I liked politics. When I was in uh, college at JJC, I took a political science course and stuff. Uh, it was just something I was interested in and something I wanted to do because I saw a bunch of mixed information out there and it was just something I like to do as it was like a fact check page originally like I just see some BS conspiracy theories out there and I'd go out there and post be like ah well actually this is what's going on uh and that that's what that originally started as and uh, I branched off of that with just you know, doing more video content with reading articles and stuff, doing podcasts, talking to different people running for office. Uh, Adam Bermel, who was in New York, uh, I had him on a podcast. Um, I, I've had a handful of things. I, um, I don't know. It's been a long time doing that page. Uh, right. it's, um, I've gone through a lot with it, just getting shadow banned a bunch. So I'm kind of just focusing on other things. Uh, with all the stuff I've learned while producing content on that page uh, and trying to branch off with my other stuff like Midwest Dazed and create different content there. Um, because right now I, I was supposed to relaunch the podcast on the Daily Ember, but right now that page got hit with some 90-day shadow ban block for me posting something about, uh, I think it was a COVID article from CNN. Uh, and that got flagged because someone reported it and flagged it for COVID and yada, yada, yada. Stop saying Don't COVID, man. Why. You're going to get this episode flagged. I know. Well, I'm going to get you flagged. I'm, I'm sorry. We're going to call it the Nickelback reunion tour. Um, they can they can flag us all they want. They probably already, I don't even know how to check. We'll have to talk about that. I don't, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how it works with like Spotify and like um, Apple Music, how they flag it with their algorithms. Yeah. Yeah, we've luckily we've not seen anything. Uh, I mean, I guess I I don't know. It's you, yeah. you know it's hard to it's hard to tell sometimes if they cut off your reach what could be. Um, yeah, see, like when I share articles, yeah. they hit me like with the thing at the bottom. I'll be like, oh, this is something about COVID, so we're gonna flag it with this so everybody knows. I'm like, okay, that's completely fine. But I'm mm -hmm. like, does that also go against my account in a reach way? Yeah, because ever since that's happened, the reach has gone down. Interesting. And that goes for just talking about like COVID and workplace and stuff. You know, uh, those get flagged. Even it's like, well, why is that getting flagged? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, just talking like because I know I've seen you post just in general, like just like general awareness, like hey, you know, we've been exposed to COVID, but maybe yeah. management doesn't communicate that to us. You know. And that's so big. they might flag something, ca a casual message like that. That's actually meant to inform, not meant to misinform, you know, it's interesting how that'll get you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like it's nothing I mean that's say. false information getting posted. It's getting flagged. And I'm like, well, why is this even getting flagged? <laughs> 
Yeah, it's almost like they're almost like setting up a dangerous scenario because it's like some, it, maybe I'm about to open up Pandora's box. We just got to figure out a different way to refer the C word, the the C disease. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something that doesn't. Yeah. Oh, is nickel? Is that the new? Th- is it? Is somebody ahead of me on this? Know. Is that what it is? No, I don't know. I, I'm trying okay. to start something. Okay. I hear. I hear you, man. It's it's always good. Yeah. So, but that's 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 the idea right there. You gotta call it something that's like I don't know. The dinosaur recently, you know, struck yeah. at. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, several people saw the dinosaur. In other words, they were exposed. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, some some way to disseminate the, the information that's not like, you know, you're trying to be honest about it. You're just trying to be helpful so yeah. that it doesn't get flagged and shut down. That's like, weird, though. How do I do this? What a weird time we're living in. Uh, it's, yeah, like I'm all for making sure everyone's getting news from the proper places and sources and everything, but like, gotta chill on everything on social media sometimes yeah can i can i ask you this i don't mean to get in the way because we're talking about you and and how you got started and stuff but talking about social media and the crazy times we live in did you see don't uh, did you see don't look up which one was don't look up don't look up it's uh with leonardo dicaprio no i did not see that oh my god well we won't talk about it yeah you check it out it's on netflix it's uh it is oh, a the craziest thing is that from what I understand, I'm not going to give away the plot, but it's going to feel like it was written recently because it feels like it's maybe an allegory to COVID or something like that. Possibly, possibly an allegory to COVID. But the thing is, is that from what I understand, it was written like before COVID. And it was just oh. it's interesting because it's uh, it's not at all about disease or anything. Like that's, that's what I'm trying to say. You'll, you'll know okay, what I'm talking okay. about. Um, but, but what I'm trying to say is it's right up there with like idiocracy and the fact that like life is, it's like hard to believe that this was a movie, just somebody's work of art when it mimics life so perfectly, you know, oh, like that, that is yeah. what's, this is what's happening, you know? So anyways, we won't get into that. Oh, that's something for <laughs> you and the folks that, that can have time to watch that. Netflix, yeah, I have to check that one out, especially if it's on Netflix. That's that's an easy one. Yeah, yeah, you'll love it. Jonah Hill's in it. Um, Meryl oh, yeah. Streep. Um, a lot of big names. So I think the person that played Katniss out of Hunger Games, if I'm wrong, I don't know. I might be just be high. Anyways, let's talk about Patrick again. I got off the beaten path. So you got started um, doing the political stuff, uh, which I've, I that's actually how I started following you, by the way. Um, oh, really? Yeah, you used to host like um, live streams with some. I don't even remember the dude's yeah, name. Yeah, about politic. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, me and Danny. Okay, that's that's who it was. I I so I'm I thought I, when you were telling saying that earlier, I was gonna ask if that's the dude, but I didn't want to like miss miss. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That that is body politic. I uh, I don't know what's up with him. I know he's doing his whole thing still. Uh, he had his own stuff going on. Uh, sure. and I, I kind of lost touch but yeah he, he's still doing his whole thing out there i love his content so definitely check him out if you haven't good shot but yeah i didn't realize you've been following me since i was doing those streams mm-hmm. yeah before i was chilling away, man um yeah, that's crazy yeah so uh so anyways 
how did it evolve into cannabis and, and such? And, and how's that, how's that been? Is it fun? So I, it evolved into cannabis really, I got burnt out with politics because really politics online just became a whole circle. There wasn't any, I mean, you see it sometimes. No I'm sure. there, there's, yeah. yeah. There's no, one wanting to communicate or have conversations anymore really online it's just troll or just slander no one mm -hmm. um so i just got burnt out from that and as i was working in the industry more i kind of switched the page over when i started working at cresco and got my foot into the cannabis industry um because you know i started seeing oh what's going on here Illinois is now legal. What's going on in the Illinois industry? That's kind of what made me start focusing on there. But uh, I think I started realizing the news focus is not really where I wanted to be that much. And I'm still, still enjoy doing it. But again, it's the Midwest days side of it is now where I'm more focused on building that up because I've got plans for that down the line with the brand where the Daily Ember has been going for a little bit now, but I think the Instagram platform and traction on it's pretty much done with all the shadow bands that it's been hit with over the few years. Mm. You know, so I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the Daily Ember, I still enjoy it. I'm still going strong with it. I'm taking a break right now while there's that little 90 day uh, thing on it, like I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, and going to start posting again once that up, uh, once that's up, just to see how the traction is and hope it goes back to normal. Because right now I dropped from a good chunk of views on my stories to just double digits now since I got hit with that 90 day thing where I'm like, what's going on? What's the point of even trying to post on there and create content on there when it's not showing up on anyone's feed? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, fucking crazy that 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 they yeah. even do that. It's like, why would I yeah, use your platform? Exactly, and that page has only been taken down like twice. Where I, I've gotten access back to it, where the other pages for Midwest Days just get taken down, and that's where I was mentioned earlier about that. I'm just kind of, I think Instagram is just burning me out. I'm just gonna stick with YouTube and trying to find different platforms to focus on and still be. Can you can you upload videos to LinkedIn? Uh. I believe so. I haven't tried that. I'm usually just sharing links, but I believe you can upload videos. I'm just not sure how long the videos are you can upload. Yeah. I'm almost thinking that might, right be, now. Uh, that might be the yeah, it says, Yeah, I can upload a video. Huh. I wonder yeah, how long I'm it can I'm going to have to try that out. I'm going to try and upload a review after this just to see. Yeah. Let me know, man. <laughs> Let me know. We might just we might just say fuck youtube and go linkedin you know honestly like i said you linkedin ever since i've hopped on there it's just really good for networking a lot of people talking and stuff on there it's yeah just, we've been meaning to get on it because everybody everybody's on linkedin you know yeah I, I at first i didn't get the hype behind it i was like i think my parents are on linkedin for their jobs they're like right. why am i getting on linkedin and then i got on like shit there's a lot of people with weed on here <laughs> yeah dude yeah, straight up, straight the fuck up. So, um, cool. Well, uh, yeah. So Midwest Days is the focus now. That's that's cool. That's, yeah. Tell me about how things are going. We talked about the reviews and stuff. 
which which are awesome folks the youtube channel is in the podcast description check it out if you, especially the thing i love about reviews is that you can't look at cannabis products before you purchase them in illinois mm-hmm. so the fact that you've been pumping out so many reviews of so many products that are on the shelves if you're looking for some great weed check out the youtube channel but so videos uh feel free to tell us about what you got going on with videos uh, i know oh you're doing a grow journal too so. Yeah, so I'm trying to figure out my exact setting on how I want to release the grow videos instead of I, I'm doing it like every week and stuff. I think I want to uh-huh. compile it down uh, so, you know, I can do some time lapses included in over some time so you can see more progress. Sure. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how I want to document that. All still, I've got my calendar all up, setting it up so I can figure out exactly how I want to document it. But we're winding up here on week four of veg right now um, for these guys. They're coming on along. Uh, So I'm definitely going to try and keep up with that and do one where it's just through all of veg, I think, is how I'll document it. I've been taking videos all through out so far, and I'm going to compile that into like a veg session video and just dump that out so everybody can see the whole um veg stage and then do sure. the same when i flip it over to flower and document it like that Hell uh, yeah. and if i don't like that i'll change it up the next grow uh <laughs> yeah. it's all about figuring out what works but yeah that's, that's my cool. big focus right now is the like i said the reviews and uh, the grow journals hell yeah hell yeah um so well, I'm looking forward to seeing those things, uh, to seeing that content come out. You know, a lot of the content you've already put out is, like I say, really solid content. I enjoy watching it. I think, you know, our fans will too. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the show, not only because I feel like you're talking about important things that are happening in, happening in the industry, you're in the industry, um, and you're also producing some great content about products that are in the industry giving honest thoughts on and such so appreciate it. yeah I'm, and that's the other thing i'm trying to do like polls on the my instagram page for people to choose what to review next or you know having them comment down below so i know what to review next see what the community wants to see right hell yeah you know? good shit man good shit yeah. cool well um so the daily ember uh, Midwest days and we'll have everything in the podcast description um, to, to close man uh, oh were you about to say something no I was just saying hell yeah in the background <laughs> um, to close what do you what do you hope for the future of uh, legal cannabis and even drug policy in the uh, in the world well so I'm hoping I hope or by the end of 2022, we see some decriminalization or at least rescheduling of cannabis here. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think going into the elections coming up, you're definitely going to see that on the table. So I'm curious to see what goes on. Uh, I, I'm hoping in Illinois, we see uh, some changes with homegrow uh, come along for, you know, maybe people that are not medical being allowed to grow so it's uh, truly legal uh, right. changing the possession limits and stuff in illinois would be pretty dope too um so th- there's, there's a handful of things I, i'm hopeful for changing in, in the near future here hopefully 
but can't happen unless people are actively trying to get it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for, you know, giving people an equal opportunity to participate in the commercialization of cannabis, but commercial commercialization of cannabis isn't my number one yeah. priority. It's the legalization of cannabis. Exactly. I, I completely agree. And yeah. that's, that's something with my view that's changed. You know, I, I would, that nowadays I think decriminalize then legalize because then at least when you decriminalize you're going to first work on expunging and getting out the people who are wrongly locked up for that stuff before people are allowed to profit, profit. off this yeah industry. yeah which is what we're seeing happen like crazy and then the people that were promised to be let in are still not in yeah well so, said, uh, yeah that, 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 that's a big thing well said um right. yeah and i just it seems like that's what's been lost lost in sight and i think that's a great point that some critics of cannabis legalization have it's it's that it's really not been about what the movement was about which was yep. supposed to be health oriented uh safety oriented in a sense that it was safer than uh, a lot of the you know drugs that are pushed on people just through societal norms or even by the doctors um it was also supposed to be a source of like um supposed to like help the earth you know with it. i remember like one of the big things that everybody would write in their papers and everything else like they'd be like besides the fact that you know it doesn't people should just be able to consume cannabis like it would be great as an agriculture or you know an industrial commodity and it just seems like we've really lost sight of that um, like where's that at the hempcrete now yeah. uh or like and all the waste I, I saw you post about it all the waste we have in illinois and the industry overall plastic wise i mean hemp's legal where's all the hemp packaging for these people uh these companies you know um, so much plastic waste coming from the cannabis industry absolutely absolutely and in other industries like uh you know the one the one that we talked to some folks from Arizona, but then I've even seen it in Colorado. And I think in like Michigan and stuff, like there will be little bins in, in the beginning of the dispensary. So you can throw your old containers in there and, and allow yeah, them to nice. repurpose them, which is like yeah. a good idea. In my opinion, uh, some dispensaries give you an incentive. Like you bring your old jar back in, they weigh it up and just put it in your jar. You get like 10, five bucks off your order for not making them buy another jar you know yeah see yeah that, that's good i like that yeah good shit let's hope hope we see more of it and I, I don't know i just hope that we return it just seems like the focus has been on just how can it, we it, make it, money and of course feels like, like the you cannabis said, culture got hijacked oh yeah that there you go you went right where i was yes well yeah, because like when we, with legalization comes like opening the door for the cannabis community, but like at the same time, I'm I'm not saying to gatekeep, but like gatekeep at some point, you know, uh, to protect the true cannabis community. You know, yeah. we can't let just corporate cannabis take over and be like, oh, this is what cannabis has always been. No. It hasn't always been the focus on money. It's been focused on health, making sure the earth's better and so forth. It's just this whole concept's been skewed within the past few years, especially with more states legalizing and 
more MSOs cornering the market. Well said. Well said. Well, I hope for uh, I hope for a future where cannabis is just as normal and and passed around as tomatoes in a sense that like it's just you know something you grow in your farm and you might see it at the farmer's market and hey oh there's a good deal on some what looks to be quality cannabis so let's check it out just like you might see some good wine right yeah i agree I, yeah i that's that's a good point too i don't see why that isn't allowed uh yeah. you know that's something that should be changed as well i mean that, how bc's laws is something like that isn't it can you can gift or trade your home grow or whatever out in DC. Something. DC laws is weird. It's just weird. They well, they won't. It's they weird. won't allow the commercialization, or they won't allow any stores because yeah, they, they're like the they're like we'll go far enough as decriminalizing it, and, you know, may, you know, allowing things like that, but we can't live with the hypocrisy that would be dispensaries <laughs> in the nation's capital. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because of the fact that imagine? it would be federally illegal. So yeah, I think that's just it. I think it's just that they're waiting. And then as soon as, I mean, I don't know, are there, I've never been to DC. There's gotta be liquor stores and stuff. I know that Baltimore, yeah. Maryland is in some places, not the greatest living conditions, <laughs> you know? So, right. um, so I don't know if like, if, if the reason I say that is because we've also tend to see like liquor stores and, and dispensaries focus in on uh have seen that in Colorado and everything else focus in on. And some critics use this as a point, like, Oh, they're targeting minority communities and bringing these drugs. And just, you know, they say that about liquor stores. They'll say the same thing about cannabis stores. Yeah. And, they, and they have actually, they, they literally have, they post maps of the skew. And um, I don't know. I just kind of look at it like, well, the re- the real estate's also pretty cheap there, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so that's that's it's a bad it's a bad area. It's probably pretty easy to move into, you know. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm just talking. Oh, right. That's that's what sure. they're looking like. Money wise, they're always looking for the cheapest spots to pull in. Yeah, yeah, and they like to go to the either the cheapest spots or uh, the big companies. They like to go to the most controlled spots because then they yep. know that only they will get the licenses, right? So. True. Anyways, we could go on, we could go on and on. Um, uh, I I didn't want to. I know with, that we've strayed though. Um, like, uh, yeah. Any anything else that that you hope for um, in the future for cannabis, or like I even say, drug policy? Because we've been focusing on cannabis. You know, I I think that it's pretty crazy that uh, again, quote to quote Randy Marsh. I'm sorry, I thought this was America. Like. <laughs> Why is it that just like plant particulate or, you know, these molecules can uh, land you in jail in America? Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's insane. I mean, doesn't make any sense. I mean, you're seeing the psychedelics start to become legalized and decriminalized in some places. So, I mean, that's, that's a nice next step. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Well, um, it's been a really good time, man. I'd love to do this again. And if you, uh, I, th- I thought you said you were pondering doing like a podcast or something. Um, yeah. you know, when you get that going, come back on and we can make sure to, to promote it and we'll let people know that it's rocking and rolling. So appreciate it, man. Good. T- yeah, no, I had a good time talking. Uh, I'm glad you had me on. I'm glad I could make it on.
Yeah. Cool. Well, folks, I hope you found uh, this episode entertaining and I hope that I introduced you to, well, I know that I introduced you to a great content creator. I just hope that you check them out. So go into the podcast description. We've got all the links in there uh, to Patrick's content, including the Daily Ember, uh, Midwest Days, the YouTube channel, uh, and Instagram. And we've got, uh, I threw a link to a Chicago Sun-Times article we referenced because I think it's important, folks, that you read up on on what is going on in this industry and that you're fully aware of, of what you could be purchasing and, frankly, what has been on the shelves and, and, I mean, for all intents and purposes, should have been a safe and regulated product. Yep. So, you know, it's best to be informed. Well, uh, to on that note, Patrick, you got any more weed over there? Let's spark one up to close out the show. I'll definitely smoke one up to close out the show here. All right, Illinois. All right. Take it easy, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace out. (laughs) On the Illinois podcast.